0: I have a soft spot in my heart for Martha Stewart, but I sent you something a couple of days ago that was just just absurd and really upsetting that I found on um uh the espresso subreddit. Do you remember what I'm talking about?
1: I thought you said the espresso subreddit was a good place why Why was this there?
0: Well, somebody posted this, and I think the, <laughs> the title was "This Hurts Me on the Inside," <laughs> uh, because there 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 are a decent number of memes on it, which is good or or kind of fun content. In addition to people just pulling shots on bottomless porta filters, which is kind of um, it's, it gets it gets old real quick. But yeah, this is really 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 upsetting. So um, this was posted a couple days ago by uh, at Food Network, um, but apparently it's about two years old. But um, actually, can you do me a favor? Can you describe what this was because it has special relevance to this
1: show? Well, it, it has relevance to this show in a couple of ways, I think.
0: Well, yeah, because the, the like if 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 our show had a flag, it would be a Breville Barista Express, <laughs> and, and uh, probably and there'd be there'd be a toaster on there somewhere, and of uh, like fifty cans of Spindrift, fifty one soon.
1: And if our show had some type of um, live video component to it. That would likely God take knows. place on the chopped set.
0: Yeah, we'll we'll, we'll get to that.
1: Um, so that this is a video on the chopped set, and the Food Network tweet says we all have our own methods to make perfect scrambled eggs, but wait until you see how Martha Stewart makes hers with a very unexpected kitchen appliance. I'm, uh, so,
0: so I'm going to stop you right there. Well, and it also has the exploded the the mind exploding emoji
1: at the end. It's not the emoji I would have used.
0: Yeah, it would have been the just the red face one. <laughs> um the rage face one. But no, my biggest problem here is that one in, the, in and you can continue to explain this in a sec, but she keeps call well she sorry, I interrupted. Can you explain what happens briefly, but just don't go into detail in the video?
1: She uses the steam wand from a Breville Barista Express to mm-hmm. scramble eggs. Mm-hmm. It's very upsetting. <laughs>
0: yeah. So, a few things. One, she keeps calling it a cappuccino machine. She she does that twice. Oh, I
1: haven't. I haven't had the heart to have sound on. Have sound on. <laughs> the visuals were too much as it was.
0: Well, so one and 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 again, have for for part of my life, I've had a kind of a minor crush on Martha Stewart. But anyway, she one over butters her scrambled eggs. And also too much salt. I, I'm, I'm a little bit sensitive to salt. But she calls the Breville Barista Express, which is again is a very good entry level
1: espresso machine. How, how called... dare? How dare you? <laughs> Wait, what did I say? Throwing shade at my Breville Barista Express? What are you
0: talking about. I had one too. What, what which shade was it? I said it was very good.
1: If you said eh, you said it was a very good entry level machine.
0: Don't how, don't how, d- how dare, don't get you? me. Don't pretend I get, I I did the Marco voice. Don't how dare. you? <laughs> <clears throat> But yeah, she calls it a capo, a capo machine, a cappuccino machine twice, and um, she basically has like just like a clear coffee mug that she just threw two eggs in a shitload of salt into, and one the uh actually let me play this without sound for myself um yeah these are not very appetizing eggs either, so she does uh two eggs, a teaspoon and a half of butter, which is way too much. Um, and a bunch of salt and a bunch of um, pepper. And she basically has the steam wand running and basically says this is a fun and inventive way of making scrambled eggs. So one, a few things, one of my biggest knocks against the Barista Express was the fact that um, because it does, I forget what the terminology is, but it doesn't have a, a no burn insulated steam arm where if you don't wipe off the, like any type of like milk from it, Like within a second, it will—it's a pain in the ass, and it it, it will crust on immediately. So she's basically destroyed this machine with eggs. So I don't know—it's—it's very upsetting. And also, you gave me the the uh, alternate context where I didn't had—I had no idea this had anything to do with 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 chopped. But I did notice in rewatching the video that the Breville logo has a a chopped sticker on top of it for like product (laughs) placement reasons. I don't know. This this when I saw this, I was I was so mad, and I'm also like I'm, and I was like, this is so specific to the show, and I was like, uh, is this like some type of covert like Discovery Plus marketing scheme? So that we talk about Discovery Plus. I don't know.
1: So the first time that I watched this video after you sent it to me, mm-hmm. the one thing that I was thinking while watching it was. Well, maybe at the end, these scramble eggs are going to look amazing, and maybe Martha's on to something here. Right. As you alluded to, they they just look kind of runny and weird. Well, they look
0: all cl- they look like uh, the, the stuff that you'd get at a La Quinta Inn. A- <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Sorry, no offense to the La Quinta Corporation. Um but yeah, like I mean, I am somebody who actually like I'm, I I joke about being a good cook, and some things I do know cook, but some things I really don't. But I do I do pride myself on having very good scrambled eggs. And do you, do you make good scrambled eggs?
1: I don't. What's your What's your trick?
0: So a few things. So one, you uh, lightly salt and pepper the thing, and also uh, pro tip, you put uh, a tiny bit of milk in it when you're um, whisking I, the eggs. I do and, that, and then you will uh, again get it on medium high heat on a nonstick pan. You put, depending on your taste, you either do a little bit of olive oil or you do some butter in the pan. And the basically the goal of making good, fluffy scrambled eggs is to make sure they never stop moving. And then they cook very quickly and in about 90 seconds. You have perfect scrambled eggs for your chorizo breakfast burrito or whatever you happen to be doing with with the eggs. So just never let them stop moving.
1: Yeah, maybe that's the part I'm missing.
0: Yeah, because otherwise they they eggs dry out very quickly, and you can either have like these look like where they didn't dry out enough, where these look like it's like this weird clumpy thing. No offense, Martha, but also this is not this is not Martha standard. Um, but yeah, this this, this whole thing is just a bit of an abomination, and I yeah. believe she will be getting a stern letter from the attorney of uh, Breville and Sage Appliances, Sage, if you're <laughs> across the pond. But yeah, it's not good. Um, yeah, maybe, maybe Martha has fallen a lot. I was a big fan of uh, Martha Stewart's Cooking School, which was a show on uh, PBS
1: about a decade ago. Can I tell you something else about her that's probably going to upset you?
0: She's an Android user or something? <laughs> she, she voted for Trump? I don't know. What, what. Tell me. What?
1: She became a judge on Chopped a year or two ago like a like a recurring judge not not some like one week special or something she's like just you know in the the judge rotation as you would call it
0: yeah that's fine I mean again she's kind of in her later stage in life where she like I think she's mostly like she's mostly out of the game where she's kind of just just having fun now which I mean that that's fine I've, I've never I've never actually watched chopped with the sound on <laughs> Um, and when you told me that this was on the chopped set, I was, and I, I think I replied in Slack that, yeah, this is basically what I imagine every episode of chopped or cutthroat kitchen is where it's just, just nonsense, which is probably unfair to the show, but yeah, you
1: know. yeah, they don't, they don't, as far as I know, have access to the Breville, um, barista express, like the contestants don't, cause I've, I've never seen it used on the show. Mm-hmm. So this must be something that is used maybe by the crew or something i don't know
0: yeah i can't tell the context of what this is because when you brought that up um when you see her near the end of the video at the at the 48 second timestamp, you can see that there's like the judges table in the background but i don't really understand where like contextually where she is but she's over
1: where the ice cream maker is on on the set Mm -hmm. i'm very I, i could get my way around the chop kitchen let's say
0: it's like you, you, you. It's like it's like memorizing where the the creaky uh, parts of the floor are in your house. You just you you could well, you could do it blindfolded. I could. Yeah. <laughs> well, everybody should go sign up for Discovery Plus, whatever that is, um, and get and get more of this at Martha Stewart wisdom. So can we can we
1: talk about um, Discovery Plus for a minute?
0: Uh, sure. As long as we talk about uh, what happened today later, but yes. Okay.
1: So, as you um, kind of. Uh, pointed out um the reason you know the lady friend and i have been seeing ads for it just about every 45 seconds for the past month and a half is because you know food network and uh hgtv is mostly what we watch on tv outside of live sports and
0: well chopped is basically a live sport well sorry no it's not it's recorded you knew, you got the spirit <laughs> of what i meant Um
1: uh, but you know despite being constantly bombarded with ads There really wasn't anything about the service that we were drawn by, so we really weren't planning on signing up for it. Mm -hmm. Well, but... That changed yesterday.
0: Is it because of the Magnolia Network preview?
1: Yeah, so... Okay, so we have some offline stuff to talk about with that, but yeah, please continue. Well, so I don't know if it's quite what you think it is, so magnolia network which i th- I think we've talked about on the show before so that <laughs> apparently is launching sometime later this year but as part of the rollout of discovery plus i think the magnolia network's been delayed a few times maybe once like pre-covid because of something and then once because of covid but anyway i i guess what's happened is they have some shows that they've kind of banked up for it and they're releasing them on discovery plus as a way of hyping discovery plus and then they'll you know i guess come out again on magnolia network when that launches
0: quick question Is, mm -hmm. is is magnolia network in like owned by or in partnership with discovery scripts network or whatever
1: yes it's it's you know the diy network vaguely it's it's a it's a it's replacing that i guess
0: oh so it's like when spike tv became the esquire channel became paramount tv yeah, exactly. Oh, it's one of
1: those. Okay. Which is now Paramount Plus, right?
0: No, I think that's what CBS All Access is becoming, <laughs> which is not SF Symphony Plus. But anyway.
1: <laughs> Easy to get those confused. Uh-huh. Um, so anyway, so the, the the show that they had sort of announced this Magnolia Network preview program on um, Discovery Plus around oh, was Magnolia Table, which, eh, you know... Lady Friend and I, not can, particularly interested in that. Sorry, can we, Joe, Joe.
0: Can we can we talk about that, that real quick? Sure. Is this the one where you sent me the picture where JoJo's trying to do, like, a Giada pivot?
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. I don't buy that at all, do you? No. Do you think she buys it? Like, because has that ever been a part of Fixer Upper where she's... Like, because you know how sometimes, I like, I haven't watched... I, I, I fell off the Fixer Upper bandwagon. I think I was into it for, like, as, like, background... Content for like a couple of weeks. But would like they would always always have like the interstitials with the family and just kinda like their home life. She never talked about food, did she? Like occasionally she would bake stuff with the kids, but that was never a a central tenet of fixer upper.
1: No, right? it, it it became more of one later. But was and... that maybe
0: calculated based off of the whole Magnolia Silos thing and just maybe some cross branding?
1: Well, and and in in I think this was part of the last season, one of the episodes was them renovating the restaurant that they bought, which is uh, the yeah. the actual like Magnolia Table location in Waco. Yeah. Um so anyway, we didn't really have much interest in that show. So that wasn't a reason to sign up for Discovery Plus. But what we saw a commercial for last night, which is the first time I had heard of this, is that um the continuation of Fixer Upper, which Welcome was announced, home. right, which was announced as part of the Magnolia Network original announcement, God, going back a couple years now, that is going to be part of this Discovery Plus thing. And, that, and it's coming out in like a week and a half. I think it's out on like January 29th. Um, so we're probably going to sign up for Discovery Plus, at least for a while. And I think the pricing, I have to look more into this, but I think the pricing is kind of weird on it. Um, where it's like you can sign up for like five bucks a month, but it's that's with ads. And oh, then it's they're, like, they're but you can a pay like in a, in a Hulu? But yeah, but you can pay like, it's like $2 more a month, maybe $3 more a month, and then it's no ads. Yeah. Um, And actually, I have another kind of streaming story that's related to this too, that, that's Peacock related. Mm hmm. So you're going to roll your eyes at this, but whatever. Um, Jeez. (laughs) The lady friend and I are watching The Office.
0: Why would I roll my eyes? As long as you stop it when Michael
1: leaves. Yeah, we'll we'll see. Um, Because I've I've not seen the series all the way through, and even, you know, the first couple of seasons, which I have, those came out when we were in high school. (laughs) Don't, 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 (laughs) don't remind me of things. Um, And I, you know, I don't even remember shows that I watched last week, let alone, you know, in the mid 2000s. So there's a lot of it that I don't remember. Um, And of course, you know, The Office switched from Netflix to Peacock effective January 1st, which was like literally in the midst of us. I think we were in like season two or three at the time. And so we, you know, continued watching it on Peacock and we just had the I guess it's the mid-tier version of Peacock. Whatever you get for free, being a Cable Town subscriber,
0: I think is is that one called Peacock Premium? But Peacock Premium Plus, because there's basically two. There's two axes. There's expanded ca- catalog and ad free. And I think you R- get it, Peacock Premium through Comcast, but Premium Plus is the one that's expanded catalog and no
1: ads. That's right, and with the three tiers of peacock in the office the free version it's the first two seasons only with ads and then peacock premium you get access to all the seasons but still with ads so that mm-hmm. that's what we were getting originally i feel and like that, that wouldn't
0: fly in your house for very long
1: so that's where the story's going mm-hmm. so then you've got pre-co- peacock <laughs> pre pre-co- okay. show title thank you <laughs> premium plus <laughs> And that you know you get all the seasons with no ads, and we watched about maybe two episodes on on Peacock Premium that has the ads, <laughs> and to, um, NBC or Universal whatever's credit, there are many fewer ads in a you know twenty three minute show than there are even like on network TV. That was one but, of the things
0: where the ad load was supposed to be. Instead of doing like a full three minute of ads, it was like seventy five seconds.
1: Which is yeah, exactly. That's about what it is. But the problem is, once you get used to the ad free experience, coming off of mm-hmm. something like Netflix, especially for like continuing, you know, the the same exact show you were previously watching, mm-hmm. is tough. So we're currently paying the extra five dollars a month to get peacock premium plus and we scrapped the ads and that's that's been good
0: just for context uh for newer streaming services there's two problems that usually crop up with an ad supported platform which is one that the ads are at a much higher volume than the actual content and that the uh, uh diverse, diversity is the wrong word but like the number of advertisers is usually very low and you get repetitive ads when you were using the ad supported version were either of those true
1: yeah we For were both? we were getting repetitive ads
0: yeah that's 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 the problem with all whenever you're binging a show or something. usually there's not that much, yeah, yeah well, that's how they get you, so that's fine,
1: yeah, no, I know I feel like both universal and discovery are are gonna win here, but what are you going to do? Yeah.
0: Um, and to round out the Discovery Plus thing, um, my Instagram ads have been pretty bad recently, or they've been very focused on a couple of things that I'm very much not interested in. So I sent you a screenshot of one of them, which is I feel like the advertising component of Discovery Plus is not terribly coherent, or they haven't figured out a way to effectively frame the content libraries that they have. So there's this picture of Guy Fieri looking pretty stoic and it's advertising discovery plus and it just says drive into every dive i feel like that makes it sound more profound than it is i don't i don't think this is really marketing what trip d actually is
1: well this is this is the the problem that we talked about at length with hbo max which is that oh it, yeah every company outside of disney disney's the kind of the one exception to this because they they do truly have A catalog that is associated with their brand. Everyone else kind of doesn't like I. You know I. I'll I'll be honest. Until relatively recently, I don't even think I knew that Food Network and HDTV were owned by the same parent company. Like that's just not Mm -hmm. really something I ever thought about. Mm -hmm. So all of these other streaming services where companies are aggregating all of their content. It's sort of just you know unless you're a Jason Snell of the world and you're like an expert at who owns you know what. It just kind of comes across as being a service that just got a bunch of random stuff, (laughs) like, compiled together, which, you know, can be compelling to some, I guess, but just doesn't tell nearly the same um, story that a Disney Plus does.
0: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, it it feels like it does kind of make sense. Like, do you never, like, stay through the credits of a show?
1: Uh, not usually. No, are there like Marvel style post credit scenes? <laughs>
0: no, but at the very at the very end of like an HGTV or a Discovery show, at the very end, you will see that it's produced by Discovery Scripts Network, and eventually you piece it together that like basic cable, even though there's like eighty channels, are only made by like six different companies. Well, I think
1: yeah. the I think the way that I eventually caught onto it was I started noticing that it felt like every other commercial on either. HDTV or Food Network was for a show on the other network.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I thought, like, huh, okay, because it's not you know you don't see you know NBC advertising like a bunch of ABC shows or something.
0: No, not at all.
1: So that that's what then led me to discover that they were all owned by whatever the master discovery parent company is.
0: I, yeah, I think it's just Discovery. But yeah, I feel like yeah, it's the same price as Disney Plus, I guess. I don't know, and also um, because I'm um, unfortunately for alternate uh, not disclosable reasons, I I'm vaguely familiar with this. I don't know who who is Christina on the coast. Who's Christina?
1: So Christina um, Onstead, right? Formerly El Musa. Um, <laughs> it was. <laughs> what does it, that mean? Well, so she was married to Tariq Al Musa, and they that does not were provide in, more context. Well, so they they had this show, uh, Flipper Flop, on. Oh, well, they, okay. and, and actually, they they actually even they're they're divorced now, but they actually do still continue to do the show, and it it's actually a show that the lady friend and I very much enjoy on um, on HGTV.
0: Is Flipper Flop the same as Love It or List It? No.
1: Okay. So when so when Christina and Tarek split, they each got their own show. In addition to continuing to do the show that they had always been doing together, and Christina on the coast is, <laughs> as you as you could guess, that's Christina's show.
0: But which coast?
1: Uh, the West Coast, the, the good coast, the, be, the best coast. Yeah,
0: <laughs> the only coast that matters. Okay. Um, so I'm aware of that show because they they always it's kind of like so yeah like Disney Plus had the Mandalorian and a bunch and basically nothing else. Apparently they have something called Wanda Vision now, but. Um, yeah, Disney Plus didn't really have anything other than their back catalog. Like they had uh inside Pixar and a few other things. But yeah, Discovery Plus, their thing is yeah, Christina on the Coast and then Bobby and Giada in Italy.
1: Well, I... so so some real time follow up just to mm-hmm. save you the emails. Christina on the Coast is an HD TV show. That's not exclusive to Discovery Plus. Wait, you
0: mean as opposed to standard deaf? nice no 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 Uh, sorry you did say hd did i say hd tv don't edit Um, it out please
1: no i am not gonna edit it out hg tv Mm -hmm. Um, well yeah
0: that's what that's what i'm saying
1: yeah it's yeah it's definitely an hg tv show so there is actually another little component to discovery plus that i'm not a big fan of this particular example doesn't really impact me because it's it's not a show that i watch but uh, the Property Brothers, which I know you're a big fan of, mm-hmm. they have. It's not a spinoff show. I get it's just it's just a different show they do called Forever Home, and that's historically been an HG TV show mm-hmm. that is moving to becoming a Discovery Plus exclusive show. So they're taking it off of a cable channel and putting it onto their streaming service. Which oh. I can't think of another. Example on any of the other streaming services where that's happened, and well, that seems like kind of crappy.
0: It is what it is. It's, it's it, this is kind of where everybody gets mad at Spotify for buying up their favorite podcasts. So you can't you can't get your Joe Rogan unless you listen to it inside the Spotify app. And that that is saying that the property brothers are Joe Rogan.
1: The, yeah, but the analogy is that it's that's not quite the same though because in, in what you're describing, you're typically going from a podcast that was free to listen to that's now going behind a paywall whereas like with something like this property Brothers show that was content you were already paying to see and because you know you're paying Where the cable you? bill
0: mm. I, I do you, do you really think because like, like do you think of cnn as something that you pay for like technically but not really like i feel well, like if, no, if, you, if it I don't was really C-
1: watch much cnn hmm I mean, I don't really watch much CNN, so no, I don't really think of that.
0: Yeah, I mean, I guess I feel like all cable except for like HBO and Showtime, it kind of feels like you're not already paying for it. I mean, I don't know.
1: Maybe. So why did you send me Bobby Flay's Wikipedia page? Oh, because this is
0: the way that we're going to get out of this topic and move on to political stuff. So because I remember, again, there's been Discovery Plus on the brain for other reasons where um, I was Googling because I was like, I, I know who Giada is. And I vaguely know who Bobby Flay is, but I was trying to figure out why they were going to Italy and why they were traveling during a pandemic. Um, So if you go to Bobby Flay's Wikipedia page, I feel like he or somebody on his staff have edited this. Where right below his little bio box in the top right, there's a video of him and and President Obama. And I don't know why. I just I feel like that's somebody that you. He's cooking steaks with with uh, with Barry, and I'm not sure that this is something that was community written. I feel like this was put in here by. By uh, Mister Flay himself. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so, you have anything else on Disney or Discovery uh, Discovery Max?
1: No, I think that's it. I it's it's becoming a a little bit concerning how many different streaming services that we're now subscribing well, to. But it's, it's we're not spending money really on any other forms of entertainment currently. So, yeah, but I don't think
0: that's fine. I don't think that's fair. Or like I feel like that's not. There are too many of them. The fact that nobody's spending entertainment on other stuff, like, because is this, I I know Disney plus is being priced artificially low, but how on earth is this worth the same as Disney plus? It's the same thing when AMC was like, Hey, give us $5 a month for reasons. Like there wasn't actually anything new on it. It was just that you could access video on demand that was already available, except without ads. I don't know. This, this seems like a hard sell.
1: Yeah, that's that's the hardest part about Discovery Plus, which is very different than Disney Plus, which is, you know, Disney Plus most of that stuff you really don't have access to any other way. Whereas, you know, I don't know 95% of what's on Discovery Plus is stuff that yeah, you could probably get through Comcast's on-demand service or something. Um but alas All all they need, I guess, is one exclusive show that you're interested in, and then they got you.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm skeptical of, now now that there is the kind of like the first hint of what Magnolia Network is going to be, I don't know, I'm kind of, have they said whether or not like they're going to introduce like new talents or like, because if they're if it if they going to try to repurpose um, Chip and JoJo in different contexts, like I'm not sure that really sells itself. Well, no, it's they, not. They, they...
1: It's not Chip and JoJo 24 <laughs> seven.
0: Well, but yeah, but I mean, I don't know. Like the, the the cooking show, like that, just seems like a like a weird reach and kind of just like like a um, stumbling out of the gate a little bit. Because that's not what the network is going to be. So why even make that? I don't know. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll reserve judgment, but I probably won't be appointment viewing.
1: No, I don't think so.
0: Okay. Anyway, so yeah, moving into uh, political stuff. What's what what day is today, or what what is today's date? Today is January twentieth, twenty twenty one. I feel like that's significant somehow, but I don't really remember. I don't know. I feel like my attention's been broken, but but it feels like for the past week, opening Twitter has been less less stressful. I don't know. Hmm. Something happened?
1: I don't know. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah,
0: maybe. I'm... Uh, so wait, so I don't know. So, what? So, I woke up and I turned on the news and. Oh, yeah, it's Inauguration Day. Mm-hmm. So, uh, we'll talk about. The... Okay, well, let's. Hmm. So, we have a new president as of uh, 9 a.m. Pacific on, on the West Coast time uh we have um our first uh vice president of color and somebody who is a, a woman from uh born in the East Bay which is pretty cool we have uh Scranton Joe who will have two rescue dogs who will be moving into the white house in a week's time just cuz they're they're being nice to the dogs and they don't want to have them um uprooted while things are still very um in motion um and it was a day of Extreme normalcy and competency, and it was, uh, it's pretty fucking great.
1: Yeah, re- relief is the word that I think keeps coming to mind. And not, not relief in the sense that like everything's just magically okay now, but just, it's just so much better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was a good day. <sighs>
0: yep and uh we had had garth brooks and lady gaga and a whole bunch of other stuff it was was a very it was a very good um because it was it was gonna be a weird event Because one because of the security concerns also coupled with um uh the coronavirus where basically it was not gonna be an inauguration like other days but i feel like there were a lot of arrangements made like the way they um had the art installations all over the national mall to make it look less empty and to highlight um different artists and have some symbolism there the fact that the um <laughs> that the uh democratic party was able to uh leverage their um entertainment industry connections to kind of have a show of force there i don't know it was it was, it was very 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 good this is yeah it was yeah, that's pretty
1: great you know i was thinking about some today it, you know listening to um biden's speech um, mean, in, in particular, and then just sort of keeping an eye on the coverage the rest of the day. I was like really trying to think like, if, if somebody's listening to all of this and just like really hates everything Biden is saying, like, what, like, like, why would that be? I was kind of like, I was really trying to like, see the other side of it. Cause like, I actually thought his speech was, was quite good. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of thinking like, What's the, what's the counterpoint to what he's saying? And I really I couldn't come up with much
0: because what he's saying because his messaging is not that. Uh, oh, do I want to go on the record of saying this? The he's preaching a, a, a message of unity and to a degree still the idea of American exceptionalism, which is something that you would think that most people would really support but I feel like the reason we maybe got the last four years is that people are also hoping for an image of America that doesn't change and that the image of an exceptional America is a white America. And that is not the message that he said. So I think that would be why somebody might not like what, um, an incoming democratic administration, uh, would be.
1: Hmm. Well, again, I thought, I thought the speech was really good. um, it was just profoundly great to have normalcy again. Like all of just the sort of, I mean, let's just, let's just say it what it is. Boring kind of just mundane, you know, rituals that, that happen. Like it was good to see that stuff again. Um, yeah,
0: I, I, um, Yeah, it's I don't want to say that the bar is super low, but it's it's just that it, after what we've all been through, just a respect for institutions and the hope that government and competent leadership is overall a force for good and not something that needs to be undermined and assaulted is like a, a refreshing change. And and that's where Again, like, and this is, I forget who, actually I think this was on Dithering, uh, which is the John Gruber, Ben Thompson show, is they were talking about because of kind of what we've gone through, that there's just so much low hanging fruit where even by, by virtue of what the previous administration has willfully chosen not to do, there's so much that has the possibility to go right by just having even just a modicum of, of competence. And that that's kind of an exciting possibility but,
1: yeah. Well, and actually, I think that even sort of goes back to the kind of boring and mundane comment that I made where, I think I, I read this comment somewhere, I forget if it was on like the 538 live blog or something, which was, you know, for, pre- it's it's sort of, it's easy in a lot of ways for presidents to... to you know score a lot of points with the public right by doing doing certain things participating in certain activities going through certain rituals that you know are not particularly taxing in any way on the president but are are popular with people and you know the previous president just really made no effort to do any of that mm-hmm. and to have a president step into that role again is 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 just really Refreshing, in a in a lot of ways, like having a day like today, the the formal transfer of power be boring and mundane, is actually like one of the things that makes you know the U.S. unique, right? Because in many many other countries across the world, a transfer of power is not something that's boring and mundane, and so for it to be that way here again, and not you know having american carnage described or whatever the hell the inauguration speech was four years ago Mm -hmm. is nice
0: yeah somebody somebody on twitter remarked yesterday um that it's just nice to have somebody who can internalize and express human emotions and that's that's just a baseline that we haven't really had and that's um it's exciting um I do have, and there's an analogy I've been trying to work through in my head and I can't really figure it out, but I guess, yeah, I'll I'll save it for next week. But I, I, are you somebody who hope, who's kind of hoping for a clean break? I guess, like, I don't want us all to forget the past four years and why things have gotten this bad. And I assume there will be a lot of, not even just kind of, um, the Republican party going back to being a uh, fake concerned about the deficit and, and just being obstructionists again. But also the, um, as was told by yesterday's episode of the daily, um, which is a, you can drop a link in the show notes, um, a very upsetting view of people who still kind of believe all the lies and conspiracy theories and all the untruths that were spun. Um, I don't know. Do you, do you hope for a clean break or do you think that the, um, uh, the figurehead of the previous administration because i 'm just- try- i'm just trying not to name it anymore or think about it or give it or give it uh rent free brain space anymore but do you, do you want like a clean break or do you want there to be thought of who we're coming away from do you, do you understand the what what i'm trying to work at i do what, what what's your thought
1: it's a balance i I think that the former president should be convicted in the Senate. I think there's no question about that. I'm I'm all for the Senate spending some time understanding that it could serve as a distraction during these, you know, first hundred days, which in some ways are, are symbolic, but in other ways are actually truly really important to an administration. I think it's worth spending the time on that and ensuring that he's never allowed to run for office again. The other thing I would say is that I would be for and I, I I would I do not expect this to happen, but I wouldn't be against it, for more formal um repercussions to come towards congressmen and senators who signed on to, you know, not certifying the electoral college vote. I think censoring those representatives and senators would be entirely appropriate or some other type of punitive action taking them off of certain committees um again i i don't i don't think that's going to happen but i would not be opposed to that
0: yeah i mean that that definitely makes sense and and that should happen but i guess to take it a different way is is do you think in terms of how we evaluate the, the current performance, like should, because your the biggest opportunities I think we are the biggest observations, both of us share right now is that is, is that normalcy and return to competence and respect for institutions. And I guess it should, this just be like a clean break where we just don't, other than the fact that there does need to be accountability for what happened, Is this just kind of a move forward and try to hope that and present this last four years as an aberration? Or do you think that policy and perspective should be centered around who was that person and why they were supported?
1: I think it it depends on what the action of certain conservatives and certain conservative groups are. I think if if the attack on the Capitol and the swearing in of, of a new president truly serves as a turning point and there is marked improvement in terms of you know things like not outright lying about election results not dog whistling white supremacists you know things like that if that kind of thing tones down then I'm Open to the idea of trying to largely move forward and and kind of being the good guy, however, if that stuff continues to fester and continues to be a major problem, especially at the federal government level, I think that stuff needs to be addressed in a in a way that you know it wasn't in the past you know it it wasn't pre 2016 and and was sort of allowed to accumulate and eventually you know lead to the you know previous administration and i that can't mm-hmm. be allowed to happen again
0: so th- i th- i think i think you're right and and that that's that all makes a lot of sense the one distinction that I will make, and I guess this is the part that I keep getting hung up on and I've spent like a lot of brain cycles on today is that all of those things that led to that and also that continue to motivate schmucks like Ted Cruz to uh, act against his country. I guess I just, I'm kind of of the position that I don't want that to have a name associated, like a name and a person associated with it. Like I, I feel like, and I didn't want to say it like Trumpism and that like vague disposition leaning towards authoritarianism and white nationalism and all that kind of stuff. I believe those are absolutely things that need to be addressed and rooted out, but I guess I just kind of have this hope that it stops being associated with him and the fact that he is off Twitter and for the most part will hope God willing have less access to like omnipresent media. Like if it's just at the fringes and in there's some stuff where he starts his own like YouTube channel or so, some nonsense like that. Like I just want him as the figurehead for there to be a, Hey, there's a new person in town. Like we're done. There's still, there's an underlying sentiment and a whole lot of other stuff that we need to fix as a country, but we're, we're done with him and that. And I guess maybe that's just an over optimistic take, but I mean I just want him to be gone. Not 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 sweeping under the rug that that the, the stuff that caused it and that he emboldened and fanned the flames of are somehow immediately gone. They're not, but that that figurehead and that very concise and blunt brand is gone. I don't know. That's, that's what I'm still working towards. So, or, 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 uh, work through in my head. So
1: we'll see. I think it's a big open question. I, I mean, nobody knows sort of what, what the future of the Republican party is going to be now. Well, uh, and that's, you know, the coming weeks, months, and years are going to determine that.
0: Can Can I ask this? This will be real fast. People have been like, like, oh yeah, you like is the alleged like looming civil war is that more as of today do you think that's now like a civil war for the soul of the republican party like do you think it's confined to maybe determining what is the right or do you think it's still a a distinctly national issue
1: i don't think i followed the question
0: where people have been like hey we're so divided and we have all that we have a, a large chunk of 75 million people that believe that the election was stolen from them and that, uh, any change away from right a Ameri- uh, white America is, is, uh, the end of our country as we know it. Whereas now there are people who again, still believe all the lies that they were told, but that is going to manifest itself in terms of guiding where the GOP and Republican party go as opposed to being a national issue. Make sense or still not really um Basically, do, do you think this could be like another Tea Party situation where we have a thing where if Mitch McConnell now turns against the president and maybe leads kind of a semi hands off charge for being like, hey, vote do do a uh, was it Mitt, Mitt Romney who was the one that said vote your conscience? Like, did oh oh no wait was it Marco Rubio like at the 2016 RNC like where he wouldn't endorse him and said like, hey, I encourage you to vote your conscience.
1: I can't blocked even, it out. It's okay. Yeah, can't even think about that.
0: But I feel, I feel like, like yeah, if like if Mitch McConnell, like now that he hasn't, because I mean he, you, you hate Mitch McConnell, and I really do not want him to get like a second act where he somehow is now like this, redempted or whatever the past tense of that word is, uh, like statesman or something where people forget all the garbage he did for four years and also much longer than that, much into the Obama administration, but. Where if he allows or in- quietly encourages impeachment, do we now have like a Tea Party on steroids thing where the GOP now has like this just like completely unhinged faction and that all the concerns about a divided country are basically confined to the Republican Party? I don't know. That, that, that That's what I'm using on. It's, it's okay if, if you don't, um, haven't really um, thought about it that way. Because that might just be me. I don't know.
1: I, I, did you listen to today's 538 podcast?
0: No. Again, I'm I'm still kind of off of it, except for the the last week's episode that you told me to listen to.
1: So there was a good discussion on that today about whether the... It, it's not really just related to the Republican Party. It, it sort of c- could happen in, in either party, really. But the conversation was about the Republican Party and specifically what was being discussed was whether or not these extremist views that the right has have sort of come from a a top down problem meaning leaders in the party spread these lies spread this misinformation spread this white nationalism etc or is it you've got this Base of supporters who believe in all that stuff, and then leadership feels compelled to follow it and it 's sort of unclear you know who's walking who kind of in that scenario it's both well, and that's sort of you know there's there's no clear answer to that i mean there's no really no way you can <laughs> concretely measure it and that's that's where the conversation concluded but i mean that's that's going to be and the the context was you know sort of like if the republican party were to at least at the federal government level sort of try to you know act like good faith actors again would that then sort of trickle down which i hate that term but um <laughs> <laughs> um to their supporters. Yeah, I don't think so. Or or, or would it yeah, I that's who knows.
0: Well that's that's where I think the fundamental fundamental answer to that question is that it's both, where you have an abdication of leadership and a, a strong bent towards opportunism where when you see when when there is no leadership to um stamp out the extreme or the or the extremely prejudiced Opinions that can lead to weird policy goals and wants that lack of leadership. It was, is what causes those inklings of authoritarian tendencies to continue to grow. And then when you don't have strong leadership or leadership that has any type of moral conviction, they are then shaped by that increasingly extremist base in order to latch on to power. So I think that's where you can have somebody like a terrible person like Mitch McConnell, who will go along with a lot of heinous shit for the purpose of thinking, "Hey, this can be my ticket to power for X number of years." I mean, there there they're an astounding number of elected officials who absolutely have—I'm sure—in their heart of hearts have no doubts in the uh full integrity of the electoral system and the the system that allowed them to be reelected but because of no strong leadership and no conviction of their own and an increasingly fringe and extremist base are willing to go along with it and because they don't have the moral standing to tell their elector their voters no this is wrong that's where that's kind of a a It's a virtuous cycle, but in a bad way, like Mm -hmm. it's feeding into itself and it's just, it's just a fucked system because nobody was willing to stand up for what they believe in. Yeah. Want to talk about some T word stuff? Yeah, let's do it. (laughs) Um, uh, I saw this Martha Stewart tab open. Nope.
1: Now you gotta close that.
0: Okay. Do you, uh, do you have any, I've been talking for a while. Do you have anything or should we keep trudging along for follow up? (laughs)
1: <laughs> this is a very atp uh like moment where it's 50 minutes into the podcast or whatever we whatever well, we are now do we we're, have
0: do we other than well because basically we're going to round we're going to talk about about all the all the nonsense from the weekend we're going to talk about the mac pro rumor and that's basically it because we already tackled
1: new business basically true
0: okay yeah. i guess I'll, I'll keep going so do you want sparkling or sparkling or ice cubes first
1: I want still or sparkling because I don't know what this is in relation to. Yeah,
0: there's uh let me open up uh photos.app. Um. Oh on. because I was at Target and it was it was very, very upsetting. Um <laughs> and and this is the thing where Target and Instagram ads are are getting getting in in my thing. Um and now photos.app is frozen. Thanks, OS ten. Um where's skype no wait slack okay so i'm gonna send you a thing so this was from and now i'm being cursed by the
1: uh and now it's sending it as a as
0: a one of those files you can't open well i don't you 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 have a new version of os 10 so you might be able to open this if you download it
1: i guess yeah i guess if i download it why wouldn't <laughs> that, yeah why wouldn't that work right because it should open in in preview. preview i would think right let me know when you have it open Oh weird! When I downloaded it, it converted it to a JPEG. <laughs> huh, okay. Computers how do they work. Um. Oh yeah, I've I've yeah. seen this. Yeah. yeah.
0: So, SodaStream has a. Are you Are you aware of shoe culture?
1: Like the yeah people like, who would like like, like streetwear
0: street yeah. like hype culture
1: is that different than like the people who camp out overnight for like the latest Air Jordans and stuff or is that all the same same thing?
0: <laughs> uh Air Jordans that's very 2000 and late. Um knows <laughs> <laughs> this is like the like the Yeezy culture but where, where you have a a sick collab where that's often um indicated by having an X in the name. So I sent you a picture uh, from when I was at Target where uh SodaStream uh, in collaboration with bubbly, uh for a product called SodaStream X bubbly drops fizzy so apparently what this is is it's soda stream that comes with like some type of concentrated kind of like cocktail bitters where you can make your soda stream water taste gross like bubbly and um yeah it's it's uh, as the young people say it it, it's it's definitely a mood i don't know this this, is this is I would not spend $90 on this, I guess is what I would say.
1: Yeah. So SodaStream has been making these little flavor things for a long time. They're these little like liquid essence things where (laughs) you just literally need like a couple of drops in a one liter bottle of sparkling water. And then the sparkling water tastes, you know, like whatever the, the flavor is, um, so I, I I've recently become aware of this. Um, I think I had gotten maybe an Instagram ad for the bubbly drops because they they sell those actually <laughs> on their own as well. And for whatever reason, I find that name very upsetting. Bubbly drops. I well, just I don't like anything about
0: that. Well, but it seems up your alley because it's very skrillexy. Mm. Like again, like just like your 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 gigantic. And sorry, this is a, uh, offline follow up. Uh, the Sonos Beam is very large. I think you posted a it, oh the arc. Yeah, you you or one of your affiliated accounts posted a picture of i of the beam or the of the arc. It is very large.
1: It's huge. Yeah, it's I think massive. it
0: looks it looks bigger than your TV.
1: Yeah, like, no, it's it's really big. Yeah,
0: yeah, because you need a bigger TV. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> well, because the problem is they don't make a sixty inch C nine. It's fifty five to sixty five, right?
1: Right. That's too yeah. big. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You're kind of screwed. Um. Yeah, but it, but it's very skrillexy, where it's it's yeah, like the heavy drops and 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 bubbly because it's already misspelled. I think that's where having something cutesy and edgy like like drops, coupled with something that's already intentionally misspelled, is is a bridge too far. It's a bridge to nowhere.
1: So i I have to admit that I've considered. Trying one of these bubbly drop things because most of the time that let, let's say I am yeah, a numbers guy, Carlos, so I'll, maybe I'll try to put a number <laughs> to it. But let's say like ninety percent of the time when I have sparkling water, just plain sparkling water is good. I don't need any kind of like flavor or anything. Have you tried eggs? <laughs> but sometimes you know I want something with flavor, and. You know, I, I don't. I don't really want to keep like a bunch of cans of sparkling water on hand j- just for that. So it'd be kind of nice to be able to just, you know, well, drop something in my <laughs> Soda Stream bottle and, and you know have yeah. have flavored water. But I tried the the Soda Stream ones like God years ago when we first got a Soda Stream.
0: Aren't most of theirs like try to make it like fake Coca Cola?
1: Well, they have some of those, but then they have others that I think are probably quite similar to these bubbly things where they're just different, you know, sugar-free fruit flavors. And none of them were particularly good. They were all kind of artificial tasting, which I assume that these probably are too, but... I'm thinking about maybe trying one of these. So, well, it, and you know, I can chalk it up to doing research for the show. I mean,
0: you, you definitely put on the company card.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's tax, tax deductible.
0: Uh huh. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's like a trip to Mar-a-Lago bite for yourself. <laughs> um, and then also again, cause like I, I am in cursed Instagram ad hell where I have, I, I get nothing but ads for all birds. SodaStream and, um, discovery plus where, I did not know because we talked about this before, where um, there was Spindrift merch, and I and I sent you a picture of the of the onesie that you can buy. But I believe your your housemate has outgrown it. But um, where where Spindrift calls their um their fans or their consumers drifters, Mm -hmm. and again, I I I found that very problematic, and I don't like that (laughs) as probably I think I put myself in maybe the top two percent of Spindrift consumers, like per capita. Um, like the last time I went to Target, I bought eight. Eight packs of Spindrift, which seems like a lot, and I and I use the self checkout so that it's less shameful. <laughs> but SodaStream calls themselves ha- so they have over forty million happy streamers. I don't like that.
1: I don't care for that either. No,
0: uh, unless SodaStream wants to like in in, in like invent uh, SodaStream Plus, where that's somehow an over the top video service where they like they they buy the rights to like Quibi or something. But I think Roku just did that. I don't know I, I don't like that and also i don't like that they're called hydration bundles if you buy something from their website i think i, I hate all of this
1: i don't care yeah, i don't care for that either um <laughs> I, I know this is an audio program but i do want to come back to one other thing about this target photo that you sent me what's that so there's the there's the three SodaStream boxes and they you know they properly have a price tag and everything oh
0: yeah what the was, mr beer <laughs>
1: So then, right next to these three boxes, there's a single box of a uh, Mr. Beer craft beer kit, which evidently is America's number one home brewing system
0: well I, f- I feel I feel like that's one of those statistics like most attended inauguration, where it's completely <laughs> horseshit. It's probably it probably is, like has an unattributed quote to Sean Spicer.
1: Oh man, I, I it, thought about I thought about putting out some tweet today about how refreshing it how how refreshing it was to not debate inauguration crowd size because it wasn't um, yeah but then it just it didn't feel quite right with yeah That's anyway um, but
0: no but what I think happened at this target photo is that somebody was going to go home and dedicate an entire shelf of the refrigerator to making bad craft beer at home and they saw the light. And they instead grabbed a soda stream bubbly and then didn't, and just left it there. Somebody made a big, a big life decision right here.
1: So there's, there's kind of like this whole backstory that I'm making up in my head about this Mr. Beer box, though, where, <laughs> so it, 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 it doesn't have a price tag or anything. It's clearly not like in the right place. And there's something about the box that
0: it looks like. F-
1: It, like, looks like from, like, the 1970s or something. It's got kind of the, you know, brownish-white text on it. And I don't know. It it looks kind of old. So I just, like, wonder if it's just been in the store forever.
0: It doesn't have that, like, shiny, glossy DTC vibe. Like, this is definitely not a box for Quip. Right. Yeah. Also, Mr. Beer, like, is it from the people that make Mr. Coffee? We'll never know. (laughs) Like, Mr. (laughs) Beer is not a good... I feel like that's... Even if I liked beer, which I don't, I, I only barely like cider um i feel like mr beer would not be the brand i would buy be too ashamed
1: yeah the 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 home brewing thing is is not not something i really have any interest in i just feel like i would spend days and days trying to craft something and then i would try it and then i'd be like well this isn't as good as like the stuff that i buy so why wouldn't i just I buy the beer i like ryan
0: i can just save you time you can just take a loaf of wonder bread and stick it in a brita pitcher and it's the same <laughs> fucking thing
1: can i put that in my soda stream
0: maybe <laughs> sparkling wonder bread <laughs> why not american <laughs> innovation is not dead
1: uh beer beer's got you know beer's got some carbonation I c- that can might work
0: uh, unless unless it's too hoppy i don't know what an ipa is so it, it doesn't it doesn't actually matter
1: If I put a bubbly drop in there, do you think it'd be like a sour beer?
0: I dare you to go to Russian River and be like, hey, can I, can I, actually, can you find a way to put these bubbly drops in? (laughs) And then they'd be like, get the fuck out of here. And no, you're not going to, you're not allowed to take your calzone.
1: (laughs) Oh, the calzones there are quite good.
0: (sighs) I, I haven't had a Simcoe calzone since March and I'm really bummed because that used to be the nice thing of, of of going for a hike in the, uh, the Armstrong Redwood Preserve in Guerneville and then wrap up the day with a beer and a calzone at Russian river. Mm-hmm. And that was my ideal, like get away from Merin day. And that has not happened. No, in a long time.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and then lastly, and then I'm going to make you talk for a while. Um, uh, well, actually, no, I'll save this for chef special because it is a chef special. Okay. Uh, can you, do you have anything else or do you want to tee up the, uh, the, um, the bombshell, Reports about upcoming Apple laptops.
1: Yeah, let's get into the Apple laptop stuff. I actually think this is legitimately interesting. <laughs> so opposed to everything
0: else we talked about. <laughs> harsh. I,
1: I I meant more so compared to most Apple rumors. Because the specificity here is odd oddly specific. Well, and it it's sort of just like. Here's Apple's 2021 roadmap, which I mean, like I've I am the number one guy pointing out that Apple like cannot keep a secret anymore and haven't been able to for years now. But it feels like this is sort of a little different, where it's just like, hey, it's the beginning of January and we're just going to lay out Apple's entire roadmap for the next 12 months. I don't recall that happening before, and given who these stories you're coming from, you know, two pretty reliable people and the specificity, which you just pointed out, like, man, feels like, <laughs> feels like something, something's happening in, in, in Cupertino. Um, but anyway, um, so you got Roger Kuo and Mark Gurman sort of coming out with competing slash complimentary stories about Apple's product lineup for the next year. It's a lot of the stuff that's been, rumored previously, you know, new new IMAC design which which will roll out as part of the IMAC getting um either an M1 X or an M2, whatever they end up branding the desktop Apple Silicon Chip, you know, air tags coming out, new versions of AirPods, et cetera, et cetera. But the real interesting thing is the laptop rumors, which I think this was. I have to pull up this article because there was some overlap between what Quo is predicting and what Gurman's predicting, and then there's some other parts that are sort of in conflict with the with each other. Um, yeah.
0: Which, well, because was Quo the one that said it was going to have like flat, uh, flattened, like no longer round sides or something, and that was the only real major
1: departure between the two so i i'm I, so the the things that they agree on so they they both agree that Megsafe is coming back and like not um not megsafe like what was just you know brought back on the iPhone, but like literally megsafe apparently just as it was previously on mac's uh, or on apple's laptops which which seems crazy um and I, I think it was Quo, um, and maybe not German that said that you know there there would be a pretty radical redesign of, of the MacBook Pro, and that would include the removal of the touch bar. Yeah. Whereas German is saying that the um the design will actually be quite similar to um what it currently is. Um so that, that's sort of a big piece. And then the other thing, which and this is another part that I think they they largely both agree on, is that there are going to be other I.O. options on the MacBook Pro. On presumably something. Yeah, something like an SD card reader or something. Um, I mean, yeah. There, so there, there's, there's, a, there's a couple of thoughts. I mean, one is that the idea of Apple laptops or Apple computers of any kind. Well, I gu- I actually, I guess the desktops still have, like, USB-A ports and Ethernet ports and stuff. But the laptops, anyway, the, the idea of them having anything but USB-C slash Thunderbolt 4, whatever the current standard is, seems totally crazy. But again, given the sources here, seems like it's actually going to happen. And then this the second thing that came to mind, and I think I made this comment to you offline, online, is like you always kind of assumed that these first M1 laptops you know were you know eventually going to get outdated because they were basically the old design but with this new chip but assuming that these rumors are true and assuming that the timing is right like that all this stuff is happening this year it's really starting to feel like those those laptops and the the Mac mini that came out at the end of last year were like almost additional like developer kits or like some type of like proof of concept that is just going to be like wildly out of date in you know kind of a shocking shockingly little amount of time and that's that's not to say that they're like bad machines or anything but it's just i mean man if all these rumors are true like those machines are going to look super dated
0: yeah, that that I, I, I buy, but also not. Because I think those were like placeholder devices where the MacBook Air was super long in the tooth and people were always like, they kept clamoring for, for like, hey, where's my retina MacBook Air? Come on, like, I don't want a MacBook Pro. The MacBook, like 12-inch MacBook One port is is the worst. So I do feel like, like the 13-inch MacBook Pro was probably going away. But I think the 13-inch MacBook Air with the M1 chip that they made is probably kind of like at a, at a good stasis point because, yeah, the Mac Pro will, like, they probably just weren't ready to make the semi-new design 14-inch MacBook Pro that takes on kind of design cues from the 16-inch MacBook Pro, you know, the first one where they introduced the the not-bad keyboard and had kind of the, the shrunken in bezels where they were able to they were able to put a keep uh, a screen that was um almost an entire inch bigger in the same form factor. So that design language cascading down to the 14-inch makes sense and the 13 probably going away, but I think the 13-inch MacBook Pro I'm sorry, 13-inch MacBook Air is not going away for a while until Apple can make because I guess what do you think that the 12-inch MacBook like that just the insanely ultra thin even thinner and lighter than the air. Do you think that's, that's coming back in the next two years?
1: No. Hmm.
0: I would say yes. And I feel like that's why this is the case that you like, I I would agree that these are, kind of, that the, um, the M one MacBook air and MacBook pro were placeholder devices a little bit just to kind of show, Hey, here's what we can do. But ultimately, yeah, remaking the 13-inch MacBook Pro when you know that design has been around for literally forever and knowing that, hey, this this computer basically, it, it can only ever max out at 16 gigs of RAM and has these other constraints where that's not really going to cut it. Like, that's the same reason why I haven't bought an M1 MacBook Pro. Like, even though I just bought this one, like, eight months ago, if it had 13, or sorry, 13 gigs, 32 gigs or 64 gigs of RAM and supported a larger SSD, I would probably have bought it already, so I think the MacBook Pro evolution makes sense. But and the MacBook Air kind of just being a up, 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 just like an education focused computer or something for people who just want like the basic laptop. That's something that can kind of just like not touch for a while, and then eventually the twelve inch comes back. Because like the the uh, w- do we have rumors? Like what do we think the the M one X will have over the existing M one? that you think will make these um, appear rapidly out of date?
1: Well, I, I guess, well, so I'll answer your question, even though I don't think that's really what's going to make the current laptops feel out of date. I think an M1X or an M2, whatever, will have sort of the things you'd expect, support for larger amounts of RAM, supports support rather for either more or faster GPU cores maybe, Um, things like that. But I, no, I I guess what I'm more focused on is things like MagSafe, things like potentially an SD card reader, things like, you know, the removal of the, of the touch bar along with a, you know, radically new design. Like those seem like huge upgrades.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I guess my my only pushback would be that that a lot of that doesn't apply to the 13 inch MacBook Air. So I guess to that point, I would absolutely agree with you that the 13 inch MacBook Pro M1 is going to be basically immediately superseded by this computer and it will kind of feel like, well, I guess actually no, because these computers are not. So that's the other half of the rumor is that these are slated for mid 2021, right?
1: Something like that, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, it kind of. So, when were the so the M1 computers came out in like October or November or something?
1: Yeah, sure, <laughs>
0: I know. I know it all blurs together, but yeah, I mean, I guess having those on the market for nine months is kind of like I, I think it kind of makes sense. Like, yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm fine with that because most of that doesn't apply to the M1 MacBook Air. It doesn't have a Touch Bar, the port situation, and things like that. Like, I I just don't. Envision any additional I/O ports coming to that computer, and I'm also kind of skeptical as whether that's going to happen at all. But yeah, I don't know. I feel like that computer is basically self-contained. But you are right that the 13-inch MacBook Pro is is basically going to look a little funky once this one comes out. Yeah, but, yeah, but I, so I guess like, do you, do you actually legitimately think that there's going to be anything beyond USB-C ports? and maybe a MagSafe connector on a 14-inch MacBook Pro.
1: I mean, it kind of sounds like it, yeah. I mean, Quo and Gurman are both pretty solid.
0: I mean, what would it have? Like, I I just can't see Apple ever bringing back an HDMI port or a USB-A port. Like, I mean, for me specifically, like, this is just super selfish as somebody who frequently uses a camera and a laptop, like, out and about, like a, an SD card or like a UHS to SD card slot would be was, would be amazing, but I I don't know like I don't see that happening because like like I because I will think back to the like I think it was like the 2014 MacBook Pro that I had was a very very convenient computer because again it had a full size HDMI port which made connecting it to a projector super easy. Uh you had no adapters or dongles needed to read an SD card like that that was great, but I just I just don't see that happening again. Mm. Like for for your money, what do you think is what what one port do you think comes back? Would you put you would you put your money on?
1: I would say an SD card reader would be my guess. Mm. I'm I'm with you that HDMI seems like a no go. I would think the same thing about USB A. Like Ethernet's yeah. not coming back ethernet's not coming back i i I think an sd card reader would be would be my guess
0: just as sony's about to go to move to cf express on their next cameras how are they um yeah but i mean i i feel like most people would would benefit from that it'd be nice and and it's super thin like i mean i'm not sure how much uh internal real estate you're really losing by providing that
1: right well that's the thing is like i don't even know if our apple's current laptops even thick enough to have something like an hdmi or ethernet port on them
0: hdmi yes um because it's just not that tall uh ethernet no they are definitely too thin yeah. for that right and usba uh yeah i would say probably not
1: one of the things that i'm really curious about and, and this nine to five mac uh summary that i'll put in the notes touches on this is with the MagSafe piece of this, it'll be really interesting to see if you can charge these things either via MagSafe or USB-C, or if the reintroduction of MagSafe is going to take away the ability to charge via USB-C.
0: My bet would be that you can charge both, but that, or that you can do it both ways, but that only high-speed charging is available by MagSafe. Just because the, um, and you've seen this, I I forget which laptop it was on, but like that the throughput in terms of like, like, wasn't there a laptop where only like the left side ports actually supported like Thunderbolt three or like the super like high bandwidth stuff?
1: I think wasn't it. Yeah. Wasn't it maybe like one of the first 13 inch MacBook pros that went. USB C only, I think had some kind of limitation like that. Yeah,
0: like so, I feel like there's extra work or something that's involved in making sure that all ports can like deliver like 60 or 90 watts of power. So I assume they would just be like, "Hey, high speed charging is available by MagSafe, which is what most of our customers want, but you can still use USB C." Just because inherent to USB C is the fact that it does support the power delivery protocol, I just assume it won't be. They won't put like high premium on making sure that all ports support like super rapid charging
1: yeah so i'd that's, say probably both that seems right yeah but
0: yeah and, and i don't know like it, it the no touch bar like that's the part that is and they talked about it on upgrade and i don't know how they would actually spin it but like t- your work laptop has a touch bar right it does yeah and it's the worst right
1: uh i you know i'm in the camp of Of people that's very neutral towards it. Like I I don't I don't completely hate it. I definitely don't love it. I mean, (laughs) I would say, you know, like the most negative thing I could say about it is that I do miss having physical function keys. And Mm. the most positive thing I can say about it is that the having the volume slider. Touch controlled is kind of nice, yeah. um, but you know, like even apps that specifically support the Touch Bar, I, I I never use any of that stuff.
0: Can I ask? Do you have yours configured where it always shows the? I think what is called the control strip. Like basically, do you let it default to showing whatever the the foreground app wants to show you, and whatever like funky implementation they have of Touch Bar? Or do you have it where, like, brightness and audio controls and stuff are always on on screen? I
1: don't even know if I could tell you. Uh, <laughs> I pay so little attention to it. I, yeah. I, I guess I have the default on where it it just shows me whatever the app that I have open supports. Gotcha. But I just I just don't ever really look at it. So <laughs> I don't know. <laughs>
0: um yeah i mean i i guess my my hate for is one that no app has ever had a good implementation of it it's not even a good emoji picker like uh that you can just do option command space and then that's um a better solution but i i just hate that you can't that i can't um adjust volume and brightness without looking that's that that just feels like a huge regression in terms of um it's usability on a computer
1: well that's i mean that's the whole issue with the touch bar in general is that, you know, you you can't do any sort of touch typing on it, which, you know, I mean, it just, you know, this is not good.
0: I, I will say the only benefit, and again, we'll, we'll revisit this in, in seven months when we have like our poor one out for the touch bar episode, is that in the second generation magic keyboard on the new ones that they have, they they brought the escape key back but originally the escape key was a virtual key sorry does your work mm-hmm. laptop have an escape an escape key
1: no Mm-mm.
0: yeah that that's really bad i guess i, I like i mean you're you're not honestly do you do you end up i know you're not a programmer or somebody who's like kind of does is any part of your workflow use the escape key
1: I'm not that deep into the stack, as you would say.
0: Okay, but you are. But it, it, it enters AWS. But I'm are.
1: aware of. I'm aware of the reference, though. Yes. Yeah.
0: Like I mean, I, I use the escape key a lot. The one side odd side benefit of the touch bar is that it 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 taught everybody that OS X will allow you to remap the caps lock key <laughs> to escape. And now my uh, pinky finger and my or my what's what's the, what's the What's the inverse of your uh index finger the one to the right of your pinky
1: the one to the
0: the one adjacent to your pinky
1: the one i was gonna say it depends on which hand you look at the one not um, the index finger not the one that you use you
0: use for obscene gestures what's the
1: <laughs> it's your your ring finger
0: oh okay yeah, your ring finger like it either you're either using your pinky or your ring finger to go all I'll make the gigantic arduous trek up to the escape key. And now you can uh, OSN allows you to um remap the caps lock key, which is a key that shouldn't exist, um, to the escape key. So that of of all the horrible things that the touch bar did, that is the one indirect uh benefit that it's had. <laughs> so I guess it's all worth it. And the fact that I couldn't eat potato chips near my computer or a break. <laughs> and actually I didn't and it still did. So um, okay, so is there anything else on these computers? So basically, yeah, they're okay. rumored to be out uh summer of twenty twenty one um and overall, i think I think like there's not a single bad thing that anybody can say about' them. i guess I guess the question I would ask is that and this is basically uh dove- or drifting or dovetailing off of the question on an upgrade uh so this is basically acknowledging wrongs that have happened and just re regressing but also improving back to I guess what was maybe like the idealized form of a laptop computer which basically means like a computer made in 2010 but just with modern internals. I guess do you see that as like the same like ideological failing that Jason seemed to think it was?
1: Yeah, I mean I th- I think this time in Apple history like when we're further out from it will be remembered as a time where Apple went through a, I don't know what the exact number of years, a five to ten year stretch where they just took their eye off of the Mac. They they poured all their energy into the iPhone and iPad and iOS and they sort of just actively dismissed and disregarded the Mac and as a result made some really, really poor decisions the keyboard the touch bar trying to go USB-C only etc and we've now entered an era with you know first with the improved keyboard and now really more so with apple's silicon where and i guess maybe even things like the 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 mac pro etc like where apple now is is really reinvesting in the mac again and is Kind of getting it back on the right track, and I think yeah, I think that's the way the you know, this this last decade or whatever is going to be remembered. And you know, I mean, I, I mean, th- it happens, man. Like, I mean, companies <laughs> companies make mistakes. Like an app, this is this is this is a mistake that Apple made. Are they and admitting it? I mean, who I mean, who cares? Like. It, to me, like, to me, whether Apple comes out and says we screwed up laptop designs in the past, like, okay, fine, like it, 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 it makes people like you happy, I guess. But like, <laughs> what is that? What difference does that really make? Like, I but don't this wanna... goes
0: back to your previous conversation about government. Is mm, there? A...
1: That's a stretch.
0: <laughs> is there accountability? Because I guess here, and again, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not equating it. I'm not comparing it. I'm, I'm saying that for comedic effect, slightly but it's kind of the thing where they knowingly and willingly sold busted ass keyboards to people and pretended nothing was wrong for like four years like i'm not even talking about like because i I guess maybe now that the keyboards are fixed that's the thing where people kind of forget that apple it's not even that they like they took away all the ports and they did all this kind of stuff and, and they took their eye off the ball with the mac i mean that's that's all fine and that's Forgivable is the wrong word. Like, they're a private company. It doesn't actually matter. Like, you either choose to buy their products or you don't. But they kind of made, like, designed defective computers and basically just, like, gaslit everybody for years of being just like, oh, yeah, no, only a very, very single-digit percentage of customers ever have a problem with our products. Except, like, Joanna Stern and Casey Johnson have gone through, like, eight, like, keyboard replacements. And that everybody we know, like, I think except you, (laughs) has had, uh, like, crunchy keys at some point in time. I don't know, but like, I'm not saying that they have to like come out and say that, oh yeah, we messed up. But I, I guess like, that's the point of like, I guess to broaden out the question, do you think the like 2010 MacBook pro or like 2013, whichever was like the really good one that with modern internals, like, do you think that is like the idealized form of a laptop computer or do you think it's Apple just being like, eh, we're giving people what they want and the M one is such a huge Leap forward in terms of performance that we can kind of just let this go for a bit.
1: I mean, I I th- I think these, if these rumors are true, this this would be the ideal laptop. I like bringing back MagSafe, bringing back different I/O ports. Like that seems like where the Mac should go.
0: Yeah, no, I I absolutely agree. But it seemed like
1: Jason um, definitely did not. Oh, well, no, I I I think that's the direction it should go. Like, you make, know, I think good what,
0: computers. That's that's not a controversial idea,
1: right? And actually, you know, I think what offends me way more about, you know, kind of I guess what's becoming the previous generation of MacBook Pros now, not is not the Touch Bar, but it's just how much wasted space there is on the side of these things. Like, I mean, I I get that Apple wants to. Fill as much of the chassis with battery, and and I, I get all that, but like, it's just it's kind of dumb, especially because you know I have a I have a a fifteen inch MacBook Pro, and it just seems kind of silly that there's so much space outside of the four USB C ports that it just should have an SD card reader, should have, um. A MagSafe port, like it, it should should have this stuff. Um, so I'm all for, I'm all for Apple going back in that direction. Like I think, like dongles are bad, and
0: not a controversial political position. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and USB C slash Thunderbolt four slash whatever, like continues to be kind of a mess less of a mess than it's been but is still not great um so giving people more options with ways to plug in stuff into their computer i don't think's a bad thing
0: yeah a- and as a um uh like a rebaptized uh PC gamer, I think you you will settle at nothing less than this keyboard or this this new laptop having like multicolored LEDs on the keyboard. Yeah, I,
1: I, if it doesn't have RGB lights, then I don't even really even know what Apple's doing, basically. Um, and I mean, you know what? I'll even just throw this out there too. Like, if you really want to talk about the ideal Mac laptop, you make it a teeny tiny bit thicker, and you actually do then have the room for a USB A port or an Ethernet port. Like bring all that stuff back. Like I mean, it it, it it's, it's it's to me to me it's still dumb that like when I have my MacBook Pro on my desk and I want it connected to Ethernet,
0: okay. I have
1: to do so through a USB C hub. That's so silly. Well, then why why not a VGA port
0: and a parallel port for a printer?
1: I don't I don't appreciate that.
0: I, I, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm joking. I'm only half joking. Cause I feel like I'm, I am somebody like I was, I was somebody who was, uh, not raising hell, but I was very mad that they took away the express card port. This was, this is back when I used to have like a, a, a 3g data card for my laptop. But like, I mean, I kind of feel like ethernet is kind of, it's definitely not dead. I love ethernet, but I, f- it's, I think most people don't need ethernet to the point where the thickness trade-off for the ten f- percent of people who will use Ethernet two percent of the time, like whatever, however you math that out, to, to however you, however you multiply two percentages against each other, I feel like that's not worth the trade-off of making a thicker computer for everybody.
1: I'll I'll, I'll give you the Ethernet thing. I agree that's that's probably a, a niche thing, but. USB-A ports are going to be something that people need for a long time. Not forever, but, you know. I think the Mac
0: Rumors article that you're going to link to, I think that had, like, a mock-up of kind of a flatter-sided 14-inch MacBook Pro, and they did show a a USB-A port on that render that Mm kind of went right up against it. And I can envision that happening, but I just feel like Apple on, like, just pride alone would not do that, especially since uh, with all the iPhone 12s. They now include a USB-C to lightning connector, which is a very confusing cable and also don't give you the charger in the box. So that kind of, because that was meant to guard against the complaint of, I just bought this brand new MacBook Pro and brought this brand new iPhone 11 and you can't plug them into each other out of the box. So now you can, except it doesn't, you don't have a charger that works with it. So
1: I have a related anecdote that I think you'd appreciate here. Sure. So. On your very good advice, when I bought the the fancy camera, I bought both the SD to Lightning adapter and the um, SD to USB C adapter. (laughs) I I swear every single time I go (laughs) I go to grab one, I grab the wrong one, and I I don't I don't realize it until I'm you know I've already got the SD card in it and I'm about to plug it into either. you know my mac or uh my iphone
0: well no, because it, it's frustrating because USB C and lightning are they're kind of the odd uh, they're like they're the invert they look the same but they're like the inver- they're the inverse right one one's hollow and one's not yeah i don't know it's yeah uh do you have anything else on this or uh should i
1: send you one last thing about it uh no that's all i got
0: okay so i think we're gonna, we're gonna round this out with to bring it bring it all full circle
1: um oh i i i just i just saw this before we started recording
0: yeah ah pretty good so so tim apple uh not really a friend of the show uh gifted his buddy um djt uh a six thousand dollar computer and apparently in the outgoing um financial disclosures um of our former game show president. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the $6,000 MacBook pro, apparently the first one off the line, uh, from the already existing factory in Austin, Texas was gifted to him. Also, I don't think Tim should be holding the Intel Xeon processor in that way. I think that's not static friendly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm going to close this tab and hope I not to look at his dumb face, uh, for a very long time which yep. probably means tomorrow yeah uh uh the former president not, not tim apple tim apple is always um
1: yeah chef specials mine's quick we, <laughs> we we have a new president Joe Biden. yeah that's my chef special that's 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 what i got that's what i'm most excited about
0: mm-hmm. that's how that's concise <laughs> okay uh well i can i can tell you that i all that i also uh yeah the the, uh but not bought but i also yeah kind of endorse the same thing um seems good can't wait for his dogs Mm -hmm. all right so my chef special is going to be something that has a fun name um and it is called true cubes so you you your, your your fancy smart fridge has probably an ice maker, but it doesn't make um like cocktail ice, right?
1: We 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 talked about this on the show where LG made a made a fridge at the time we bought ours that actually did dispense these fancy ice cubes, but
0: oh, but it only had the the like the the built-in Android uh, walking security violation in it.
1: Almost even worse, it actually had the clear glass panel that you knock on that then turns on a light inside the fridge, which is then useful for something. Um, oh, it's a more then, to your fridge. Okay, <laughs> but then like six months after we bought our fridge, they came out with essentially an updated version of ours that that also then made the craft ice cubes. But it's fine; I'm not mad.
0: I'm but open. how clear were those ice cubes? Potentially,
1: I so, couldn't tell you. I don't have it.
0: So that's the thing. So I have a number because I I have a fridge that so has an ice maker, but it's not plugged into anything or it doesn't it doesn't have a water tap, so it's just sitting there taunting me, which is very upsetting. Oh, that's um, weird. So so I have three different uh ice cube trays. And I was bummed that like I have this Oxo one because again like the de facto uh whenever you need a kitchen utensil or a kitchen thing, an Oxo is an option. For the most part, that's the right choice and you can just close the wire cutter and just go on with your day. But yeah, but I've been kind of getting into uh, bourbon and like fancier, or like just kind of like you know, standalone spirits, where like normally like vodka or mezcal or something. I mean, it's generally mixed with something else.
1: Well, welcome, my friend. Welcome.
0: Yeah, it's fine. I don't know. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll talk offline. But um, the bummer was that always that I so I've tried both the spherical ice cubes and kind of the um the larger like two to two and a half inch cubes but they would always kind of never be nice and clear. Like they'd always be like very, very frosted over. And apparently that's just a problem with the way cubes freeze in the fridge, depending on, on, on the mold. And there's different, uh, like old wives tales and like little like, um, tricks you can do like, Hey, what if you run it through a Brita filter or what if you boil the water or if you run super cold water or super hot water, no matter what all the ice cubes end up being kind of cloudy and, and chunky. So there's a thing called true cubes where it's, um, a, is there a picture on the website? Yeah. They don't really show what the product is. They only show the end result, but basically it's this, um, insulated ice box thing that makes four perfect two and a half inch cubes. And the, the, the mold is much, much bigger than the four cubes that you'd normally get. But because of the way that it freezes, it ends up producing like four bad ice cubes at the bottom, but at the very top, the ones that it makes are absolutely perfect, and they are one hundred percent crystal clear, and I sent you a picture of this a couple of days ago, and they're they're very pretty, and I think this was totally worth it. Like it's it's very fussy and not important at all, but it's 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 fun.
1: I mean, as discussed multiple times, you know, making yourself an adult beverage at home is, is very much a, a tea ritual kind of thing. So I I fully endorse it being fussy and time consuming and all that. It, it, it should be. So that's totally fine. This is really neat. I mean, when you sent me that picture, it, the very first thing I noticed was like, hey, that's cool. That's that's a clear ice cube because I'm I'm aware of the the um, challenge that creating um, clear ice cubes presents. So yeah. that instantly caught my eye. This is yeah. this this is really neat.
0: Yeah, so it's 40 bucks on Amazon. Um I do like on the website of truecubes.com at the very top it says, uh we have inventory in stock but due to overwhelming demand from our feature in the Wall Street Journal. I'm like that's 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 a very weird uh yacht club style <laughs> brag <clears throat> But yeah, basically it's 40 bucks on Amazon. You should give it a shot. It is the the thing um is kind of big. It's like eight inches by eight inches so it's basically the size of um is is it a quart of ice cream i don't know what the size is of like kind of like the like the dryers ice cream thing that you'd get at a at the safeway but yeah i don't think i think it, i think it's good and it's um it's a fun project
1: hmm yeah i it, it's um maybe a hair more expensive than i would want it to be and Freezer space does sometimes come at a little bit of a premium, um, but with both of those things being said, I am I am still kind of intrigued by this. Yeah. So
0: yeah, go go grab that. We'll meet back next week. Sorry, I'm talking to the listener. We'll meet back next week and we'll celebrate a week of normalcy and we'll we'll toast to that.
1: Well, well, you'll have to give me a couple of weeks because fulfillment times are longer than usual, Carlos. Oh, because of their
0: Wall Street Journal feature,
1: right? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs>